Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Been a couple of days since I left the podcast for you, but I've been really busy filming. I'll tell you a little bit more about that shortly. And last night, I had to officially call an end to this particular roulette wheel experiment. And that is because, as planned, I went to the casino and uh, I did the bet on four spins. I believe this was the third time I had attempted it, and no one participating got it right. I think it was uh, like red, black, green, red. I think that's what it was last night, and not one single participant got all of those spins correct. So, what that means is never fear. I will just now move on to my next roulette experiment. Uh, What I will say first off is that that is interesting because the way I have conducted this particular experiment, I have asked people on a weekly basis to to predict uh, one spin, then two spins, and three spins, and four spins. And what I found is that um, once I got up to four spins, that's when it really started becoming a problem for people um, using that setup. And so I think it goes back to what a number of people have said to me that once you get past, you know, about three spins, um, the spins get a little blurry. They sort of start bleeding into each other. It's difficult to separate them. And so here is what I'm going to do next. My next version of this is going to be really interesting and fun. And one of the people who suggested I do the experiment in this manner was the paranormal investigator that, uh, well, Christian calls Slim. Uh, I know her as Marina. And um, basically, she she came out here uh, to Vegas to participate in my uh, Finding Your Magic conference. That's when I met her last year. And one of the things I talked about was a technique in remote viewing called ARV, Associative Remote Viewing. And I think that's what I'm going to do with the next incarnation of this experiment. I'm going to see if it makes it easier for people to, instead of guessing for red, black, or green over and over and over again to maybe guess is it going to be a monkey a banana or a flower or is it going to be a box or a pancake or a car you know what i mean uh now i know you might be like uh has this guy lost his mind Uh, no no i'll explain this more to you later on um as i get ready to put together the next experiment But basically, what it boils down to is I will know what those things represent. I'll know the colors those things represent, but you will not. So your brain will ideally not be distracted by the intellectual endeavor of trying to figure out a real outcome, and that frees up the creative side of the brain to do a little extra intuitive work. So that's how I'm going to uh, to treat this in the near future. So um, I'll probably set this up a little later in the month to, to you know, re- hit the reset switch. And I'm going to eventually find out which method works the best. But this it was pretty impressive, I tell you that, to be able to do three spins 
and get it 100% right, um, you know, essentially like three weeks in a row, you know, first time, second time, third time. That was pretty amazing. So I can't wait to see the other directions that we're going to be able to take this. But uh, the reason I have to hold off a little bit on setting up the second experiment is because, like I say, I'm extremely busy this particular month. Uh, there's so much stuff going on. I, I finally got uh, my notes back to Sav on the Mosquito Project. And by the way, uh, I got a, a voicemail message from a good friend. And uh, all he said was something to the effect, This is a warning. Don't mess up the food chain. And I was like, what the hell? I I had no idea what that meant. And I thought about it for a second. And then I thought, oh, I bet I know. He's probably talking about the mosquito thing. And I'm not even sure if that's what he was talking about. But that's what occurred to me. He's probably talking about the mosquito thing. And so I realized I need to clarify something for all of you. Um, there, I am not interfering with the food chain in any way or attempting to do so with the Mosquito Project. The Mosquito Project is not about eradicating mosquitoes or even hurting a single mosquito. The project is about creating a device, basically an electronic device, that will prevent a human, a particular human, from being bitten by a mosquito. And I know that this sort of thing has been attempted in the past. For example, I mean, I've tried out every mosquito repellent thing you can imagine. And, uh, I mean, years ago, I bought this little bracelet that would um, produce the sound of, I think it was supposed to be like a dragonfly or something like that, which is an, a predator of mosquitoes that eats them. And so the idea was like, oh, this is going to scare a mosquito away because it's going to hear a dragonfly. But the thing is, like, that kind of stuff does not work 100% effectively. It's hard to say if it actually even works at all, to be honest with you. I mean, when you go into these areas like, you know, Puerto Rico or parts of the tropics where, I mean, the mosquito issue is a very serious one where you sometimes have clouds of them. I mean, I got bitten one night uh, when I was near a, well, it was a boggy area in Puerto Rico. I, I bet I was out there for about 30 minutes and I had almost 100 mosquito bites. That's no joke. Um, it was not a pretty picture. I mean, that's what I'm talking about, folks. Okay, Maybe you don't realize the extent to which I'm talking about the problem that some of these areas are, are you know, the problems they're facing with these mosquitoes. I want something that is powerful enough that it will prevent a mosquito from being physically capable of entering your space in order to bite you with 100% effectiveness. I'm essentially talking about a force field here, okay? So all that's going to do is protect the person. So it's not going to change anything about, you know, 99.9% of the mosquito population and behavior and impact on the world. All it's going to do is um, be the most effective mosquito deterrent that a human being can actually uh, where 
And so if you ever put on bug spray, well, imagine it's no different than that, except you're putting on bug spray that works 100%. Um, but this is does not require any chemicals or anything like that. Now, look, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Uh, what I've said is this is a research project, and I'm, I need to experiment. I cannot experiment with this unless I have a tank full of mosquitoes so that I can, you know, see what they like and what they don't like, basically. Uh, that's not something you come across every day. And so that's one of the big things that, you know, SAV is hopefully going to be able to provide. I don't need a lot other than access to some mosquitoes and the ability to do some of my experiments. But I want to, again, alleviate any fears that you may have if you think that I'm trying to screw with the ecosystem. I'm not going to do that. I'm not even, I don't feel like I'm even capable of doing that. But that's not the goal. That's not the plan. Um, so, yeah, you know, like I say, busy as hell filming a bunch of stuff. Um, I filmed for the first time uh, a little sample of me actually conducting some Parasymatics 2.0 so that you will, you'll be able to soon see what that looks like. The main reason I needed to knock that out was because over the next two weeks, I'm going to be traveling to Colorado um, less than two weeks, actually. I'm going to be traveling to Colorado in order to film with George Norrie. I'll be making my third appearance on his Gaia TV show called Beyond Belief. And that's one of the things that we're going to talk about is Parasymatics 2.0. And so uh, his producers wanted me to be able to show a little bit about how I do that, you know, what my process is. We're going to be talking about a lot of really cool stuff. Um, if you don't subscribe to Gaia TV, you really should. I mean, there is, uh, you know, I, in fact, I can tell you that some of the stuff that I've watched on Gaia TV has changed my life. I can, I'll, I can honestly tell you that. It used to be called Gaia TV, uh, but now it's Gaia TV. And some of the motivational speakers that they have on there, um, years ago, really just like lit me up, you know. I mean, listening to some of the stuff by like Jack Canfield and people like that, I mean, really helps you put your your life in perspective and, and realize, hey, whatever you want to do with your life, you better get off your ass and do it. So um, I'm always happy to appear on that program. And we're going to be digging into a lot of interesting stuff. For one thing, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're going to be talking about time travel. And I, uh, I contacted my buddy Patrick Burke. I've known him for years. Paranormal investigator who lives up there around the D.C., Maryland area, Virginia. And, um, and basically, um, he captured one of the most incredible pieces of footage I've ever seen in 2001. He got a, a nighttime permit to go and do a paranormal investigation on the Gettysburg battlefield. And he got footage of a full-bodied ghost soldier. And this ghost soldier is walking through this area called the Triangle Field, which is an area where another good friend of mine, investigator Richard Liebeck, got some uh, got a phenomenal picture. But anyway, um, in this video clip that Patrick got, you see this ghost soldier crossing a section of the field and 
not only is he clear as a bell, you know, as a full-bodied apparition, but he's also kind of translucent because this was uh, filmed in night shot, and so the infrared illuminator doesn't reflect off of him like it would a solid person. And in fact, there is a solid person also in the frame, so that's an excellent reference. So you can see how it reflects and shines off the off the physical person, but it, it, it just... it. it kind of passes in a in a in a semi um visible again translucent way through the ghost soldier but the most amazing thing about this ghost soldier is that at one point um right at the beginning of the video clip the ghost soldier is lifting his leg over a short wall and that wall was there in 1863 when the Battle of Gettysburg was fought, but it was no longer there when Patrick shot his footage. So what this shows you is that this is proof that this ghost soldier is an imprint from the past, or at very least is interacting with the past. That we're not talking about something that's interacting with the present day. This is an example of how a ghost, especially a very distinctive figure like this, is some artifact left over from the past. And um, so this is one of the things that I think we're going to dig into on George's show. And if you would like to see this clip, I've got it on my website. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, you know there's no period after the P. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, there's a section you can click in the menu there at the top called Gallery of the Strange. And there are all kinds of different subheadings there uh, you can you know click on. I mean, you could spend all day clicking around there. And it's kind of a mess, really, because I've just... Uh, I've got so much stuff going on that year after year I just sort of add to it without creating some kind of nice, cohesive, uniform system. And I've had plenty of people volunteer or, or, or you know, if not volunteer, ask me if, you know, I could hire them to sort of clean it all up. And I could, but, you know, the thing is, it's like, um, I know if I did that, it would just get messy again all of a sudden. Yeah, that probably doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like, why clean up my room? Because I know I'm just going to mess it up again the next day. But I'm sorry. I've kind of always had that mentality. So so it is a little messy. You have to put a little effort into it. It, 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 But you will see a lot of different headings there for different subjects. Like uh, the White House ghost photo, OUFOs, the Vegas interstate time anomaly, um, I don't. I forget what all is there, but there's a section called "World's Wildest Ghost Photos," and that section alone probably has like I don't know ten pages worth of stuff, which is all uh, stuff that I believe is is really legitimate evidence of ghostly phenomena. The best I've seen, not just looking at little you know specks of dust and misty things and. You know, I mean, like this is some of the best out there. And uh, if you if you go to joshuapwarren.com, you click on the gallery of the strange, and then you go into that subheading called "World's Wildest Ghost Photos," you'll be able to see 
this clip that I'm talking about that Patrick Burke filmed in 2001 of this ghost soldier. There's a lot of cool stuff to see there, but that one just really stands out in my mind because, for one thing, it's video, so you see the figure in motion, and then again, you get to see this thing actually lifting its leg over that wall. I mean, it's it's just absolutely one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. I'm so honored to have Patrick Burke as a friend, and he has given me permission to to share this with you uh, and the rest of the world, you know, freely because you know he 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 thinks that people need to know this. You know, that this is real. People say, I don't know if I believe in ghosts. Well, look look at this stuff, okay? And let me tell you, I could go on and on here, but he's not the only person, once again, who, who's filmed something incredible at that site. So, look, this is real. And so this gives you an idea of uh, some of the things that I'll be discussing, apparently, uh, with George on his program. And I don't know when that's going to air, so to speak, but uh, we are going to be filming that this month. And uh, then, you know, I'm, I'm still editing the, uh, the Milwaukee movie, uh, the Psionics movie. And you know what's funny is that when I sometimes I go through a period of two or three days where I'm so swamped that I start feeling very overwhelmed. And I get to the point where sometimes I don't even want to look at my cell phone or my computer because there are so many messages coming in of every kind. Uh, Emails, Facebook messages, Twitter messages, Instagram messages, voicemails, texts. There's so much stuff. I mean, I don't know... I don't know how many messages that you you get, but I you know I've always made myself available. I tell people how to contact me, and sometimes I regret that because when you get like a thousand messages coming in a day, um, sometimes you don't even want to look at the messages because it, you're going to be instantly overwhelmed, and when you get overwhelmed, you start feeling anxious because you're like, I'm not even going to be able to you know necessary well i i do read you know every single message so i but responding to everything is it's impossible it's physically impossible for me to do that and and function in any other regard as a normal human being and so it's kind of a depressing thing to look at all these messages that come in sometimes and know that um you 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 just cannot you cannot um, spend time, I guess, with, with each one properly. Now, again, and I'm not even kidding you, I listen to everything, I read everything. But doing that takes up hours and hours on uh, many occasions. And, and, you know, responding to it, which is something I like to do, is out of the question in some cases. And so I really have to prioritize my time. And so occasionally... Uh, in order to relax, I'll go to a spa. That's one of the cool things about being here in Vegas. There are spas everywhere that are uh, really nice and uh, quite affordable, actually. And, you know, you can go and just like, I, sometimes I'll just catch an Uber. I won't tell anybody in the world where I'm going. And I'll, and I'll Uber myself to some spa 
and I'll just hang out in a hot tub in a dark corner with a candle, you know, and uh, and just close my eyes and try to drift away. That's one thing I do for fun. I know some people like to get out and do vigorous exercise and run around and hike and all that. Never been, never been so attracted to that. But I had a very relaxing experience the other night. Lauren, uh, she likes to listen to music on vinyl, which, you know, a lot of people uh, are like that these days, and I think it's more nostalgic than anything. I don't, I'm not sure that something on vinyl sounds that dramatically different than, than something that's reproduced uh, digitally. I know that there are some of you in the the music biz or the recording biz who cringe at hearing that, but she bought on vinyl the soundtrack to the movie First Man, and I talked to you about this movie last year. You know, First Man is essentially a biopic, really. It uh, profiles the life of Neil Armstrong, leading up to him being the first human being to step foot on the moon, which is arguably the greatest technical achievement of humankind. I know that you could say, well, we've sent, you know, robots and satellites way out there and, you know, this and and the other, but I mean, there's no substitute for sending a human up to the moon and back, and uh, we've done it numerous times. And to show you just how hard that is, I was I was uh, watching 60 Minutes just recently, and they were talking about this satellite company that's sending hundreds of it's a, it's a private company, but the government's working with them, and they're sending all these little satellites up into space, and each one is about the size of a loaf of bread, and they all got together and all excited about watching I think 26 or 27 of these things being launched just a few years ago and uh, then of course they got to watch the rocket blow all to hell and I thought man you know that not that something that even today more or less when we send a rocket up we don't know if it's going to blow all to hell or not and yet back there in the 60s you know we, we were able to, to send humans up there and get them back so I really enjoyed the movie um Again, I gave you a very honest review of it at the time. But one of the things that stands out uh, regarding that film is the soundtrack. And the soundtrack is is haunting and eerie and subtle and nuanced. And one of the interesting things about the soundtrack is that it includes theremin music. Now, if you know me, you know I'm into the theremin, but that's that but the theremin is just used very lightly as a just just a touch, you know, here and there. And and I can't think actually of a more appropriate instrument to capture the sort of quiet eeriness of the moon. This, you know, bright, stark silent barren thing 250,000 miles away that's just always just circling the planet you know there's there's something spooky about the moon there really is 
and so um, the the theremin was used just just beautifully in in the soundtrack. And uh, I'll tell you, by the way, that movie got snubbed by the Academy Awards this year. It didn't get picked for any of the big awards that I'm aware of, like Best Picture, Director, Actors, Soundtrack, you know, none of that stuff. I mean, it got, you know, a few little technical um, nominations, but that, I really think that movie got snubbed. It was one of the best movies of last year, for sure, for sure. So Lauren put on the soundtrack to uh, First Man there on the, uh, the phonograph, and we just kicked back, we just reclined in our love seat, and, uh, well, we had a glass of wine, we reclined in the love seat, we closed our eyes, and we listened to the soundtrack. Very, very relaxing experience. Very stress-relieving experience. But I do think that you need to see the movie first, probably, um, before you listen to the soundtrack. Now, why do I tell you this? Well, because, I, you know, it's a tip for you. If you're looking for a way to relax, you can actually go on YouTube and you can listen to very significant portions of the First Man soundtrack for free. And so that's something that you might consider doing if you need to just, you know, chill out and relax because... That really did wonders for me. Just having a little, you know, I don't know how long it lasted, an hour or two, um, with that music. And so, I know right now a lot of people are having a tough time. I hear from them uh, because of the weather and just the time of year in general. Everything gets better in February, though. We got the Super Bowl coming up, and then Valentine's Day... And you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel, I think, when when February kicks in. So, uh, but yeah, if you're stressed out right now, try, you know, just try giving that a listen and see what you think. But over the next two weeks, I am going to be not only, you know, traveling and shooting this stuff with Nori, and I'll keep you updated on, on when that's going to be out, but also I'll be sharing with you um, the footage of me doing some parasymatics work. I'll be sharing with you new audio recordings that I've captured from some of these amazing exotic places. And, and, this is the biggie. I have a brand new product that I will be debuting, and I'm trying to figure out when exactly to do it. I'm thinking maybe about February the 9th or 10th or maybe the 11th. Somewhere around then is what I'm thinking. And um, now why then? Well, you know, timing plays a big role in everything you do in life. And uh, so I won't get into, you know, the whys, uh, so to speak. But this product is something that, uh, well, let me put it this way. It is a manifesting dynamo. It's a, it's a super booster uh, for manifestation that I've been using and experimenting with for quite a while. 
And I actually, that's one of the things I've been filming. I filmed a whole video about this explaining what it is, how it works, what, what it does. And so um, you have a lot to look forward to over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I guarantee you of that. But that said, you know, I try to leave a podcast for you. Well, I try every day. I don't always succeed, but that's my goal. And that's why this podcast is called Joshua P. Warren Daily. And, you know, it's always short, always free, uncensored, independent. If you go to joshuapwarren.com and you check out the Gallery of the Strange and you go to the Curiosity Shop and look at some of the cool stuff there that you won't find anywhere in the world... As a matter of fact, if you want to buy a really amazing Valentine's Day gift, then uh, let me tell you, you can find some stuff there that will that will be unusual and extraordinary and probably blow your sweetheart's mind. But while you're there, if you click the link to this podcast, well, you can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and uh, I'll keep you updated and tweet when a new one is available. So... That is it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.